PKN episode 301. How you doing, boys? Not too bad. Doing good. Haircut looks good, good, Kyle. I was saying that before the show started. Yeah, I had it last week. Well, then you're in that post haircut. Could have mentioned that before I look like an asshole on the show. (laughs) 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 Oh, did Woody forget a thing or not notice? (laughs) Well, we talked about it for a few minutes, and you're like, yeah, this is how long the line was. Well, I was being polite and private, (laughs) but here we are in front of a few people, so. uh, Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for the compliment. Uh, Taylor, I cut you off. What were you saying? Oh, no. I was I was oh. trying to piggyback on Kyle's hair compliment and try and fish us out of that well we started off the show on. But, you know, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm deep enough into the wire that I'm, I think I'm on the last episode of season one and very, very good so far. I did not expect uh, who I realized Wallace is that actor you were talking about last time? Michael the, B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, uh, who plays Black Panther, and yep. he looks totally different. I guess it's twenty years ago, but yeah, I would not. It looks like it, like the up. mouth, chin area, like the, that. The mouth, yeah, yeah, you can see little very bits distinctive. Of it, like, he's very. still got that like I'm not even close to being an adult face, mm-hmm. you know. And so yeah, I didn't expect him to die. Which stunk because I kind of liked Wallace's character. He had yeah, me feeling pissed bad himself like a bitch. He did piss himself. Wallace like a is bitch. the guy that took care of the little kids, right? No, that's Michael. That's uh, that's seasons four and five. Wallace. I'm definitely thinking of, of season though. one. Yeah. yeah, he takes care of a bunch of kids, get them ready for school in the morning. Oh, he and also like, does that. Yes, yeah. yes. Fast food buckets and things, and mm-hmm. you know, Taco Bell, yeah. or whatever. So I'm, I'm liking that show. Um, so you haven't seen the last episode? I wish you had. Nope. I I'll be finishing that tonight. I'm sure I'll watch that last. I episode. I I've, I've planned out how to. Nine eleven happens. Every one of those cops dies. I've been planning really? how to say this in a non-spoiler <laughs> way. I, who gets which punishments and how it lays out is not what I expected. It's kind of unpredictable, and and uh, we'll get your opinion after you see it. But I was like, huh, that's how it is. Okay, you know, like I, yeah. that. Oh, I, I'm really enjoying it, just as much, almost not, not quite as much, almost as much as The Sopranos so far. But it they, they just had the first time where the cops kind of have a scene with Wee Bay, not Wee Bay, the uh, fucking Barksdale and the other guy Stringer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool, maybe you know. Now the you know how it is when you're watching a show like that and they finally meet, and it's like I've been watching you guys for hours, but you don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of thing, and yeah. so I, I liked that. Um, I like that they opened the safe. You saw that scene, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they just yeah. did that one. They, they, yeah, they are, like, the police oh, are outside. Yeah. They've got I don't know if they have drugs or money or what, but they have fifty thousand, one hundred and fifty grand in a safe. The lockup, keeping it from all the other drug dealers and people who steal and what have you. But the police are outside, and they're like, "Well, no sense in losing a safe. We might as well open it for them." And when the police come in, the safe door is already open. And I was like, I don't know. I, I, it's smart. They're smart. They're always mm-hmm. smart. The two big guys are Barksdale and Stringer, right? Stinger or yeah. Stringer? Yep. Russell, Stringer. Yeah. Stringer. Russell, Be- Russell Bell, a.k.a. Stringer Bell, and Avon Barksdale. Uh, throughout the whole, their entire character arc, I never think they're dumb. No. no. They're no. not perfect. Prideful, maybe, but... Uh... Not stupid. I could see Barksdale slipping into some some stupid stuff, I guess, just from what he's done so far, because it, it does seem like Stringer's the one who's kind of like more button up, more like, hey, settle down. We got to, what, you think this is a fucking joke? No, we got to go underground. This isn't a video game, bitch. Or like, like trying to get it under control. And you can see, maybe I'm wrong, but I get the sense that, you know, there are going to be some times where Barksdale really pops off and, and does things that Stringer, you know, would have been more prudent. Which one? Has the right idea. Like my my opinion oscillates back and forth throughout mm-hmm. the show, based on the situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna I'm see because sure. str- I'm sure know. there's gonna be times where Stringer wants to be Mister. Like I work at H and R Block, and fucking Barks has to be like, no, literally, man, we work we work in a gang situation. We gotta go Wait, kill some. Somebody. Were you just using H and R Block as like a off the cuff kind of example, or have you gotten to the part where he's working at H and R Block? Are you making? <laughs> I just I just picked a random place, a random white collar place to work. So yeah, yeah. it's actually a Kinkos, but close what? enough. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do see. Yeah, he's at Kinkos, and like someone will come in and be like, 
trying to talk, and it'll be like, let me turn on this kind of a little bit loud machine, I guess. Like, yeah. not nearly loud enough to cover what we're saying, because yeah. <laughs> now we're yelling over the sound of the copier. Well, so they have I, to I have noticed that. Here. Yeah, that's yeah. It's an excellent show. I'm um I'm in season five now. Uh, probably season five, episode one or two, something like that. It's a great show. It's fucking. I really like the dynamic where you go back and forth between the different groups that are being covered that season. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it's the Barksdale Crime Organization and the major crimes unit of uh, of the Baltimore Police Department. But as the seasons go on, they expand that. Not necessarily expand, but almost replace. There's there's a season where like you're, you're wondering, like, where, where are the Barksdales? What are they even up to? And it's like, yeah, because we haven't. We've given them 20 minutes of screen time the whole season because we've been focused really? on the, oh. these dock workers. Yeah, season two. Yeah. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. It's more it, than it's, 20 minutes. Uh, I think Kyle's not including... I almost did a little spoiler. Mm -hmm. It's more than 20 minutes. Okay. It's it's substantially less, though, because the it's really Baltimore Police Department and dock workers and then... Much le the Barksdales definitely play like a, a smaller role and like what they're up to because when you, whenever you go back to them you're like oh yeah what are they up to let's catch up with with Avon <laughs> but uh, by season three like that part of the show shows over and the, and they do a I think season three it's not it's not schools because that's season four it's the real estate one I just watched it Lo okay yeah a lot of real estate stuff with uh, with Stringer Bell that he's mm -hmm. doing. Well, they're already setting the stage for that, you know. All yeah, the business in in season three, and this is this is okay to say. In season three, Stringer Bell is trying to sort of ascend from the drug trade into the real estate trade. But the real estate trade in Baltimore has its own complications. You're bribing city officials and mm -hmm. working with councilmen's and getting permits, and uh, there are these like consultants and contractors. And it, it's dirty a, politicians, dirty and, politicians. Yeah. It's a tricky world to navigate to get shit done. And uh, Clay uh, Davis is one of the is probably yeah. the nastiest character in the whole fucking show. He's this he's the state senator. He goes, she <laughs> have I met him yet? I guess not. Uh, he's like a fat headed black guy who's probably, like real conniving. Oh, no, I met him once. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You've and met I him. I don't like him yet. Uh, nobody's gonna like him. Yeah, he, he's you know, he's the least likable character in the whole show. Maybe. Not gonna win you over. <laughs> you know who I felt bad for? Kind of is somehow it was like getting to be funny. How often that one kid working in the pit who sits on a dirty, got to be sopping wet and stinky, moldy <laughs> orange couch, like that guy got the shit beat out of him. I think a half dozen times in the first two episodes, like half a dozen different <laughs> individual scenes of him getting his ass kicked. Sometimes subsequent scenes where he's in the hospital, then he gets out. And the next time you see him is like that black and white, you know, cop drama, you know, buddy comedy duo will like tackle him to the ground and beat the shit out of him again. Which one so is I, this? He's the, the guy where the rag, what's his name? Bodie. Bodie. Okay. He's, He's one of the main guys who's oh. sitting on that orange couch out there. Yeah, he hits the, a cop when the whenever the uh, the the PD comes and does like a big raid in the. Oh in the yeah, he hits a. He hits the oldest, the whitest, whitest cop. Guy. There. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Not and, a and, and there's a great scene where like two white cops are beating the dog shit out of him with night sticks when he's on and he's on the ground, and all of a sudden Kima, the African American female cop, comes sprinting out of nowhere. She sees these two white men beating the dog shit out of this black child and she she's like you don't ever hit a cop and she starts beating the shit out of him too like, like, you're like you, you see her sprinting with this super intense look on her face and you're like oh look out the black lady's gonna gonna school these two she white ain't guys no about. house cat right she has uh -uh. her own opinion she's not an indoor cop She's he's like you. Don't, you think you can hit a cop? And she's kicking the shit out of him like like he's on the ground good. in fetal position, and mm -hmm. she's just I, there's nightsticks. Night well, she's and kicks. paralyzed in bed, talking all sad and quiet. But I liked her as a character. You know, she doesn't not go that away. Interesting yet? Yeah, she's oh, not going she, anywhere. Okay, yeah. I figured. Um, she's great. I like her. I like the little. Oh, she's got a good sex scene later on. Right? She has a great set. I watched that sex scene like real recently. I was like, mm -hmm. uh, Ed, uh, the, the camera you get is from above and like 
a downward behind. shot of a woman's shoulders above and behind and ass and I, and and I was just like, like I didn't realize that her girlfriend is smoking that's not a girlfriend who is that that's the woman that she's cheating on her girlfriend with well good choice Ooh, guys spoilers <laughs> well, what are you, I don't care about any of the character I, I i had to help yeah that's, I, no, no, it, I, I don't i genuinely don't care about yeah any, you're, you're not you're not gonna care it's, well, it's not a plot piece she, she don't get caught Double spoiler. <laughs> no. it, it has nothing to do with anything really well you got to see her suck on some big old titties yes oh, yeah, so it was about which isn't that way i was watching it and i was like if that actress isn't gay she pulls it off she she is now yeah she's uh, a big fan of titties gay right yeah. they all kind of float around in there gay for the stay um yeah. what was i gonna i've say? never known a guy to get so drunk that he's just like let's make out <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I got so drunk i kissed mark last night on, yeah. the, <laughs> on the dick uh, like my friend alan and i got a little hot and heavy just some heavy petting you know one too many budweiser's you know we get we get a little tipsy we suck a little dick yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway the wire another show i would something that is terrible about the wire mm. the intro song doesn't make any goddamn sense the if intro you song walk through the, the garden Better watch your back. That's something that Sopranos has. You know what HBO was struggling with in the early 2000s? <laughs> intro songs and intro sequences. Because the Sopranos and The Wire so far, top tits shows, bottom of the barrel intros and intro songs. It just hmm. it doesn't vibe up with the feel of the show at all to me. I know something that you don't know about the intro song. It is exactly 90 seconds long. And this Plex server that I probably <laughs> don't use has a 30 second fast forward. Tap, tap, tap. Boop, and it goes boop, right to this boop. little quote that sets up the exactly start. <laughs> well, well, I guess it is the perfect intro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tap, tap, tap. And then I just catch the very end of like, a, you know, they put a quote right before the show starts. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like getting that quote. It's, it's, yeah, you, know, you have it's, to read it quick if you triple tap it, but yeah, it works. Something I do, I like, I, I think you even brought this up uh, at some point, Kyle, that it was written by a cop or a detective. And so mm -hmm. you got like better, or at least like, he probably helped with concepts and realism and stuff. Yeah. And like seeing the very Maybe. overt underhandedness of some of the cops where it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, we found some money. Well, I mean, obviously there's your bundle. Here's my bundle. Stuff it in. Oh, we're, you know, what happened? You know, even the, uh, the, the black guy who's in Spartacus. Daniels. Has like, yeah, Daniels. I like that character. His, his eyes, the whites of his eyes are like, yellow it's he, he looked it's weird there's a really good funny or die video with him called toys are me <laughs> where he's like a toys of a toys r us manager but he's got the same attitude he's got in the wire he's like he's like the wire character but he's running a toys r us managing like mm -hmm. 20 year old white guys it's hilarious we'll the, to watch that. i don't because know if he, it's like season one or two so this might be a bit of a spoiler but um at one point uh, oh, oh! So they have a bad guy on tape saying there's like thirty thousand, but they turned in twenty. And the the head guy who's in charge, the the good looking Daniels. black guy, he's in shape. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, find that money, and they're like, we didn't take it. It's like find it, and they're like, we. That's all there was. Uh, it turned out as as they pulled the bag out of the trunk, it ripped, and there was something there. But after the, the leader goes, they look at each other. And I think it's the white guy who has the line, but he's like, I wouldn't have taken it without, I wouldn't have stolen it without working with you. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, like if I were to steal, okay, I'd have stolen it. That much is true. But oh, I'd, yeah. but I'd have split I mean, it with you. What we realize is like, if I was in their situation, absolutely yeah i'd steal that money, money. i would have yeah. stolen way more than they stole I lots like, so they, those guys out there haven't seen any of this money and there's plenty of stuff out there to incriminate them we're taking all this i'm, I'm stuck five wads of cash I, I think you're doing it wrong i think you skim five ten percent tops some amount that they don't know you know there it, ain't no drug dealer irs it, if 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 the <laughs> yeah. drug dealer says there's 150 grand in the in the safe and 135 140 shows up well maybe they were off right maybe they don't count their money that well cop doesn't get locked up if they say there's 150 grand in there and 50 shows up cops stole money this is a problem they, like someone you need a sustainable thievery plan taylor but i don't i don't think you you go after in big shots 
Big shots, Taylor. Me and you. Me and you. <laughs> Big shots. We'll see. Yeah. In this one instance, there no one else had seen the evidence yet. They were yeah. the only ones in the bedroom, and they'd flipped it over. And because they're both already have shit on the other one, I feel like they could have easily been like, no, they, we, we could split all this. And, and it's, it's clearly even, a scenario where, where like, they, they, when they, you do they, get caught, yeah, it's clearly a scenario of, like, it's already been proven that when you do get caught, someone goes, ah, 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 you bring that back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> how much was it again that I needed to bring, bring him back? And all of it. Yeah. And how much was all of it again? <laughs> all I, I'm, 5000 Because I keep the money that I borrow from the drug dealers with my own personal money. I just cash my checks. You know how it is. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I, it I was, keep them all in big wads. They were taking good amounts of money. I don't know how much this much money is, but it seems like twenty grand, maybe. Yeah, and street money. Yeah. Yeah, it was an amount of money that I would have been very tempted by. I, I think one twenty grand Anybody. packet <laughs> every two weeks is plenty enough to grease the skids of life. Oh, if you're knocking them down every two weeks, let's go. Hey. If I'm making $40,000 a month extra, um, yeah, and you're my saying advice that's to 5%? You, my oh, advice to you is I not to make 100 grand extra. Lately. That's too much, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, just... I thought you said a score twice a month for 20 grand a piece. Yeah, yeah, it's stop there. That's, that's my advice. Oh, Don't, okay. So, yeah, yeah. so keep, it, keep it under wraps. Driving around <laughs> in, a, in a new car. They're like, hey, uh, you know we pay you 38000 right? Uh, <laughs> that's it. It's interesting to watch. I watched uh, Mark Rober, a couple of videos of him today. Do you guys, you probably know him, but you might not know him by name. Never heard of him. Uh, you, maybe you've seen his 80 million view video where he did a Christmas package glitter bomb and it made uh, fart yeah. spray. Yeah. Okay, uh, this guy's a wildly popular YouTuber. It seems like he can't make a video that gets less than twenty or thirty thousand. I'm sorry, million views. And uh, I was watching one today, and his house is modest for a guy that I, I estimated his income. He probably makes about two million a year off of like brand deals and YouTube at least. And uh, I don't think he's moved. And I, I think there's something wholesome about that that he's making two million a year. And living on a quarter acre plot with a picket fence and his kids at the same friends they used to. And it was kind of neat. I, I don't know how long he'll stay there, but, uh, you know, whenever these YouTubers make a buck and then buy some big house, they're assholes, right? Roasted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was watching him in his, in his, it's the same old house. And I think that based on his videos, you can only tell so much. Same but, old wife, same old kids. <laughs> <laughs> whenever he, uh, he, he did like a, is it what's it called? Elephant snot, elephant foam. El Do you guys are you familiar with this? I'm not at all. No. Okay, well, you mix two things together, and a colorful foam shoots out. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, I think it might be called elephant snot, but I'm not sure. Anyway, he does it on a grand scale in his swimming pool, and it fills the entire yard. And I what's think his it, name again? Mark Rober. It's spelled like robber, but with one B. And. Uh, uh, he does another one where he fills his pool up and makes jello, which apparently is a, a complication because jello doesn't usually work well at room temperature. So he invents room temperature jello. Before he was a YouTuber, he worked for NASA and put robots on Mars. And uh, uh, he's a pretty neat guy. And I think he lives in the same place, I presume. So his kids have the same friends and he goes to the same school because it's pretty clear he could live anywhere he wanted to. Huh. Man. Who leaves NASA? Uh, I suspect, because his YouTube channel was blowing up, that NASA was half of his time and 5% of his income. Makes sense. And I wonder, I wonder what kind of perks you get working at NASA. Probably not that great compared to other branches of government. They don't even hardly go into space anymore. Mm. They're <laughs> fresh out of Nazis. So progress has stalled. <laughs> <laughs> they're outsourcing more than they ever did uh i don't know if that's working out i know nasa's mad at elon musk for not hitting deadlines but elon musk is like that's kind of normal in space travel let's not act like nasa hit every deadline Fair wait point. how are we if we have the best space program on earth how are we going to get better by outsourcing to spacex yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a new um space there's a new space vehicle coming soon so the, um, their funding got drastically cut um, many Well, it's been drastically cut many times. Like, like the space shuttle was never plan A. It was plan B after their, their budget was cut once. And then when their budget was cut again, it made the space 
uh, shuttle like not viable anymore. It was it was it wasn't co as cost effective as they'd hoped it would be, True. even with the reusability. <clears throat> but still, their funding got cut again. So we've been going to the fucking Russians and getting them to blast us into space to send us to the space station and shit uh, for years. Um, oh, that's but, embarrassing. Yeah, you but, know but that. The, uh, no, that's totally I don't true. actually keep up on space news. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, Kyle anyway, told it uh, the, the next space vehicle is coming. You know, five years or something like that. I wonder so if it's gonna... a reusable rocket. Like, um, I, I think it's, I, I know the last thing I looked at was a, uh, a plane that could take off, go to space and come back. That's what the sales, you, I mean, you seem to know this already. That's what the sales pitch for the space shuttles were, you know, it's basically a reusable rocket. It was supposed to be as cost effective as a plane, right? Not the mm -hmm. cheapest thing, but way cheaper than a rocket rockets. They just let burn upon reentry all the time. Whereas the space shuttle, you reuse it. It turns out reusing the space shuttle is quite the chore, and there was a whole lot of checking. And it, it wasn't like a plane where you just do an hour-long pre-flight and use it again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and we lost a couple. We did, we did. Challenger and uh, Discovery, maybe Discovery might be the one that uh, exploded on fucking television while we watched it re-enter. <sighs> I uh, yeah. Was Challenger. Challenger exploded. Um, like right on, on takeoff, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Take off, launch, whatever. <laughs> I remember both of those. The one of them, I was a kid, and it happened to be a snow day in New Jersey, so there was no school, and uh, it was still like you know going to space. People are going to space today. Let's. I don't think I was watching it live as much as I was like aware that it was happening. Like you know, like today's election day. I'm not going to sit there and watch the the results all day long, but I'm aware that today is a big day. Yeah, and. Uh, then it blew up, and of course they played the replay like once a minute for the next day, and you just saw it again and again and again. And at first you're watching a firework, and then you realize you're watching a death, and then you realize you're watching like half a dozen deaths. And um, it, yeah, and that one lady wasn't even like military; she was a fucking school teacher. Yep, yep, it was crazy. And then the other one that blew up, it wasn't too long after nine eleven. So is that Columbia? Yeah, it, Space Shuttle Columbia, two thousand three. Mm, okay. okay, and uh, yes, two thousand three would be two years after nine eleven, I think. So nine eleven was so fresh in my head, and a lot of people that were like, "Is that? Did they? Did they hit us with a stinger <laughs> missile? Did they do this? Did they do that?" And the people are like, "Well, it, I, don't quote my numbers, but it was going two hundred fifty thousand miles an hour at six miles into space." And no, no, it wasn't Al Qaeda. Uh, they're more box cutter type technology. <laughs> so, uh, sniping out our fucking space stations with AKs. <laughs> right. Yeah. It turned out that that was a dumb thought, but a lot of people had it, not just me. It makes sense back in the, like, what do you think? Right. You know, two years after after 9 11 happens, of course, you're going to kind of be on edge with, like, ah, da, 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 da. really, really? I don't know the capabilities of a Stinger missile. They take out 747s, like, I didn't really recognize the speed and height difference in a space shuttle, although it seems obvious in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah, those fuckers are going going quick. They are, and they're going high. That I knew about. I just didn't know how high they were. At how the time. fast do you think they go, Kyle? The space shuttle. 17,000 miles per... Um, I wanted to say second. When they're when they're in the vacuum of space, when they're in space, it's either seventeen thousand miles per second or seventeen thousand miles per hour. I realize there is an enormous difference. I don't have fast space shuttle. I don't know how to measure it exactly, right? Like what if the space shuttle could stand still and be traveling seventeen thousand miles an hour in reference it, it, to it, the Earth. It's an hour. It's an so hour. Seventeen thousand five hundred miles per hour. Yeah, mile that. Mm. Miles per second, I was trying to think that it would just be like, wouldn't we be constantly experiencing just concussing sonic booms? Um, it, well, well, it doesn't travel that, that it's going well, there aren't our sonic booms speed. in space because there's, there's no atmosphere. But um, uh, you're right. And uh, 70,000 miles per second would be one tenth almost the speed of light. So that's just stupid. I mean, I don't know why that was in my head, but it's, it's about 17,000 miles per, per hour relative to anything like it's not yeah. just like against our orbit or anything like that like relative to the galactic center like however you would figure that out that's how fast that motherfucker's traveling what's a 747 probably like five six hundred miles an hour like 650 700 miles an hour 
Yeah, so not nearly. It's much, oh, much. 747? Faster. Like 550 to 650, yeah. It sounds great. Um, That's a deep dive I haven't done before. Fastest things. Like just <laughs> ah, I, there's I watched a a great video the other day about fastest uh, military planes, and they like you know they they went up the ladder, and most of them are American planes. The SR seventy one, not the fastest plane by far. Um, there's this uh, it was the, the second fastest. fastest. Um, it, it was it was part of um, the Air Force and NASA's joint cooperative program to make this X plane, and it went like sixty five hundred miles per hour in atmosphere, like Mach six maybe i don't know it was really fucking fast it was almost double it may have been double the sr-71 or maybe even more it starts to blur the line if i know that craft between plane and rocket ship though like you say it's an atmosphere but it's so high in the atmosphere that it's very very thin air it flies in and i don't think it can launch from the ground right they put it on the underbelly of some other plane then release it I'm not sure about that, but that that perhaps, and, and that's how all that's how they always get the speed records, right? They they go as high as the 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 where the, as air the is plane thin. can go, where the air is thinner, and um and and the Mach levels are lower there too, with lower air density. I hadn't thought about that. Breaking the sound barrier at uh, at sea level is much more difficult than breaking the sound uh, barrier at eighty thousand feet. Are they different speeds though? I didn't know. They that. Have to be. No, definitely the air is thicker down low. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. There's no way to find out. It's <laughs> but, impossible. <laughs> but I'm not sure if it'd be if the speed. Is when I was at Lockheed Martin, you see. <laughs> <laughs> when I had my, I'll be at brief tenure there. <laughs> <laughs> that school trip in '94 taught me a lot about the aerospace technologies, and I'm, I gotta say, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I, I'm, I've always been fascinated with space. I, I wish that we were doing stuff up there. Like, like, like I, it's it's kind of hard to do. Like Star Trek, because they go so goddamn fast. It's like, hey, let's look at this moon. Oh, that was cool. Now zip over here and look at that planet. Oh, cool. That I, I like that too. But we're so goddamn slow. It's like, all right, if we really plan for the next 20, 30 years, maybe we can spend six to eight months going to one planet. The closest one. Yeah. <laughs> we might live. I, it's like, fuck. Now, granted, that's also assuming stable economic conditions for the next 20 to 30 years for consistent yeah. funding and all sorts. Of, yeah. And, and I, also, like, like, like political, like, backing, right? Like, all it takes is the next president to come mm -hmm. in and be like, be a fucking Nixon and be like, I don't want to do all this. And, and there was Nixon. other stuff, like, uh, I don't remember where I was reading it, but where it's like, it's almost an ironic problem where it's like you start working on something that's a 30, 20, 30 year project. You get eight years in and it's like, well, shit. Now, a lot of the stuff that we used is kind of outdated that we initially started with. And it doesn't make sense because we were anticipating new technologies coming between now and the, the completion of the project. So we kind of have to, you know, retroactively change a bunch. Of, like, you know, does that kind of make sense where it's like, yeah, yeah. Time passing. It's like you get 14 years into a 30 year project. The shit you used 12 years ago isn't going to be up to snuff. The distances are way more vast than you commonly think of, right? Uh, I mean, I, I've talked about this before. I was at Cisco, and uh, Cisco was working with the U.S. government, and they used Cisco technology for their communications to satellites and stuff like that. So Mars, for example. Uh, with all the stuff we have here on Earth, if a packet takes like three quarters of a second to get somewhere, something's gone wrong, right? You can almost consider that a lost packet. And, you know, if you double it just for safety's sake, second and a half, something's fucked. Send it again. It went, it went off to Mars speed of light, three and a half minutes. And it's like, fuck, nothing works. Nothing works. Like we thought it did. Uh, the amount of, packets that just get lost and dropped and didn't or mangled on the way over was way higher and they had all these challenges on how to use the stuff that we're used to in this super low reliability high latency environment it was neat to hear about it but three and a half minutes for the speed of light shit i thought light was really fast like it would get to mars in a snap but i hundred and eighty six thousand miles per second that's how fast light is <clears throat> yeah well, that's how far away mars is it's incalculable. It's uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so many miles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I wonder if I'm right about that. I think I'm right about that. We'll see. Someone will check me. 
My the 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 only way I would know would be uh, from that fucking Matt Damon movie. Mars, right? Mars. Mars. Or the Martian. Yeah. Oh, the Martian. Martian. Yeah. That is what it was called. Shit. It would have been funnier if you if it was Mars. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, that's a great fucking movie. I've seen that a few times. Andy Weir wrote that book. Uh if you ever want to read a good book, that's, that's I read book. it. Great. I've heard it's good. I, I I've only seen the movie. I saw it twice, and so I saw it at the theater with Chiz actually. And um, then when it came out, we, I was watching it at home with my family. And the opening scene of The Martian, there's a bunch of people on Mars. They have like a colony is an exaggeration, right? They have a little habitat there for a few people, mm-hmm. and there's some sort of bad storm. Anyway, I've got the volume up. Because I am ready to like experience this. My whole family is like, too loud, too loud. Don't touch that volume, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to feel the thunder of this scene. I don't want you to feel it. And I think I'm the only one who enjoyed that scene at that volume. But, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I did. I like, some, some people loud. like, even when you're watching a movie, some people will be like, that's their secondary part of their entertainment for the evening. They're going to try to have a fucking conversation. I, I always just to shame them. I pause the movie. I'm like, okay, now your conversation is 100. percent Let's see if you can carry that. Like, 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 oh, 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 you're done. Oh, can we go back to the movie? I hate that. If you want to, like, like, he was in Gladiator, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Did he get the hair lip fixed, or is he just? No, oh, I see it now. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. But if you want to oh, have a whole, like, you know, his brother was River Phoenix. River, <laughs> River Phoenix. That's his. Would you just shut up? Just, yeah, just, I'm glad you said the first Joker. one was fine because I'm, I'm not perfect, but I'm better than that. Here's what I might do. That's the girlfriend, right? Yes. Thanks. Right. <laughs> I just need a little help. <laughs> you know, I was, I was. They all. I think I. You know, people never forget a face. I do. I fucking forget faces all the time. <laughs> I don't have that gift. My so, dad my came over. Is a serial movie talker. Oh, too, oh, it's too much of that. No. And these reminders of, you know, we're, we're in the middle of something. <laughs> or the thing where it's like, they ask you after talking to you, mm-hmm. it'd be like me being like, hey, Kyle, did you know they're also uh, in, uh, they were in Freaks and Geeks uh, before he got into those Judd Apatow movies. Have you ever watched that show? That was a good show. It was only around for one season, though, unfortunately, but you can look how young mm-hmm. and not fat Joe, uh, Seth Rogen is. What? Oh, this movie where. I'm talking over who's that character. And you have to be like, I'm being introduced to them as well. (laughs) I don't know who that character is. Like she, she'll pull that on me. Do you want my best? Who is this? Who's the, she, is it your girlfriend? We're talking about my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to be like, (laughs) you know, I'm guessing he's a bad guy. He's got a very deep V neck and he's in good shape (laughs) and scary sunglasses. And he pulled up in a a, a nice car. You know, are you asking for my best approximation? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My uh, my dad came over and uh, we watched two things. We watched the Joker, um, and we watched uh, the Tiger King uh, while, while he was over. Tiger King's a lot of content. Uh, we didn't get all the way through it. We we watched probably six episodes or something, which is still a so, lot of content. Lot of yeah. yeah, we. But he was just like, "This is too ridiculous to be real." I, I, these people are ridiculous. I was like, it hasn't even gotten to the crazy shit yet, Dad. <laughs> people are going to die. All right? <laughs> people are going away to prison for years. What? How can it get more crazy? I'm like, yeah. you see that guy right there with no fucking teeth? He's going to kill himself essentially on camera. Oh, why? Oh, it wasn't the one. It was the, it was yeah, the younger one. Yeah, it was the better one. looking yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, the young guy. Uh, Oh, dad got misinformed. It doesn't matter. It's one of the snap, one of the redneck keep it child surprise. brides of the Tiger King. <laughs> one of the redneck child brides is the greatest description of him ever. <laughs> what was that kid? Like 18, uh, he, 19 years he old? He was 19, I think, when he like showed up at the at the Tiger Ranch or whatever. And uh, there's a part where he's doing an interview and it's, you know, it's old footage from like six years before his death or some shit. Cause, and he's yeah. just like, you know, uh, Never had really seen anything like this before, you know, never really had left home, you know, <laughs> and uh, well, I've learned a lot of things since I've been here, though. And there's just an awkward pause where they keep the camera rolling. And he's just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and you're just like, ah, sucking dick on a lion farm. 
<laughs> the power of the Lord works in mysterious ways. The power of Joe Exotic's persuasion was shocking, impressive, unbelievable to me. You know, neither of those child brides stayed gay, right? Like they weren't even gay. They he convinced them to have three-way orgies on the regular. He convinced them to suck his dick. They, he convinced them of who knows what, and they weren't gay. That's persuasive. The who knows what thing is very important because you know that's st- you know what they found in the Tiger King's attic, right? No, what? Help me. Oh my! They found a realistic-sized tiger that was taxidermied, but you can get inside of it, and there's a, ah. a butthole flap. Now. A little bit of furry action, maybe. Maybe that's that's if you're not thinking too hard about about other possibilities, though, Taylor. Maybe they wheel this thing out there, like uh, like 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 oh, that. Or just okay. <laughs> one yeah, second yeah, before he, Taylor, I figured out where he was going. Yeah, there's an old uh, like 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 uh, I don't know what um gross uh, like a, a, a tale a tale about a uh, a king's wife. Who couldn't be pleased, and so they they built like a bull, for or, or a cow or whatever for her to get inside of, so that she get fucked by a bull. And uh, anyway, I think that's what might have been what was going on there. Like, like maybe lady. is that where that term comes from? Bull. Sure. Sure. I and, choose to uh, believe it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's possible that that one or all of these gentlemen is getting in there and they're getting railed by a fucking tiger. Now you know it's your turn in the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving you your math until you get in the fucking tiger. You know? <laughs> See, you're saying he was so convincing. I think it was the meth that was really convincing, where it's like, oh, you're 19 years old? Have you ever tried drugs? No, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Here, it's free. You know, I can keep doing this for you if you suck me off, if you play with my dick, if you get in my, my tiger outfit and let me watch you get fucked by a tiger. So... You know, I, I think that's probably likely. Probably likely. I guess you have to know your audience, right? Like, I wouldn't do that for meth. No. No. You know, I don't think I would do that for... It would take a tremendous amount of money for me to pretend to be gay with Joe Exotic <laughs> on his tiger ranch. No, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say I wouldn't agree to it. I would not agree to pretend to be gay with Joe Exotic on his tiger farm. No matter how much money. No, that's a lie, too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, how much money? Are we there is an amount, right? They're going to be like... all the cats you want. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, an amount, there's an amount where I'll not only do it, I'll do it like this the entire time, and I will be the gayest person that's ever set foot on that tiger farm. Like, Woody, you wouldn't let a tiger fuck you. I'm asking myself. You, <laughs> Woody, the world's first trillionaire? Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would take like a Bezos amount of money. Goddamn Carol Baskins. Goddamn Carol Baskins. At what point does money stop mattering? Like a billion is so much money. More than you could spend. before a billion. Yeah. Yeah. Like the difference between one billion and two billion. It depends. Not important. We've talked about this before. There are things that cost many hundreds of millions that that are pretty fucking cool and are essentially much better than the things that only cost $100 million. Some of those yachts. You think of the yachts? Yeah. The thing with the yachts... And islands, I, I might. I, I'm outside my expertise, but I don't want the things I own to be a job. Now I know you don't have that job. You have someone who has that job, right? Yeah. Uh, but still, like ultimately, you're in charge of some guy that's in charge of keeping that island running, and it's a it's a task. I might. No, you're in charge of the guy who's in charge of the guy who's in charge of the guy who's in charge of the island. Once you've got hundreds and hundreds of billions there's a whole hierarchy here there are multiple corporations in play i might rather just be in charge of the guy who rents someone else's island for me you think that little guy dancing on tv worries about if the batman ride is going to work this summer no he's just raking raking in the big bucks the little six flags guy he, he's oh, okay. actually just a just a weird creepy Rest mascot but is he dead he has to be I, not, I, I mean i'm, I'm just Shot in the dark here, but I'm yeah, he's probably dead. It's very hard to somebody reach somebody. He was very spry. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, who knows? Maybe it was a, 
a Johnny Knoxville kind of jackass one kind of thing where it was a spry young man. Have you ever seen the weightlifting the, the version where the like 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 the heavy duty like weightlifting guy goes under the Johnny Knoxville makeup and then goes to Muscle Beach? <laughs> no. It's hilarious. <laughs> you want to watch it? Sure. It's, it's like a short YouTube video. I saw a video lately with Eddie Hall talking about the 2017 World Championships. Have you seen that? Negative. Apparently there's, I know while you're looking this up, there is a controversy over who the real winner is, him or the mountain for the 2017 wow. World Strongman Championship. You haven't paced anything yet, have you? No, no I'm talking okay. Um, And uh, there, they showed, basically they disqualified he won by one point, and the mountain did a press that they didn't count, mm -hmm. and bent he, his knees. Okay, you're, you're familiar with this, so uh, it, it was new information to me. And the mountain felt very wronged, and Eddie Hall theorizes that like he had so many people telling him he was wrong that it got in his head, and he thinks it's <clears> true. <throat> so he got the ref, and they got the tape. And to my eyes, it was very clear the mountain did not have legal pushes or presses, I should say. Uh, as a matter of fact, you could have knocked off four of them. They were generous with him. And then you look at Eddie Hall's footage, he was obeying the rules. Eddie Hall was just better at that exercise. And yeah. that's, that's how it went down. All right. So this video is uh, from Thrillist, and it's called Strength and oh. Muscle. You know what I'm shocked by, just real quick, is I was right. That old man dancing around in the Six Flags commercials is a 45-year-old actor. As of 2020. So that explains why he was so spry. The more you know. The more you know. I probably forgot how to change a tire to learn that. <laughs> oh, <it's>, you know, <laughs> I like you that theory. That. Uh, are we ready? Yeah, 24 seconds. seconds. Yeah, okay. Ready, set, play. Normally we'd probably use like a vinyl cap, but it's gonna be stronger. It's old school latex. Strong. Yeah, stronger's probably better for what I'm gonna be doing. Yeah, we're gonna torture test this makeup. Feels like I'm getting a gnarly facelift. My eyebrows are being pulled into the back of my skull. I saw a similar one where the guy was like a calisthenics guru. And uh, he was, maybe this is it. He's an old man who does right. rings and stuff. Showtime. Showtime. He's got the walk. His hands are too young looking. They need to throw a liver spot on there. Mm. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Great. All right. Maybe this is the one. Very impressive. Very impressive. What an intimidating place to work out. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Young man, what supplements do you take? I love my creatine. <laughs> it's really good you know stuff. what I use? What do you use, man? Prune juice. <laughs> Need to warm up. You lift the new khakis? How are you doing? What? <laughs> Better than you, jeans. You mind if I try this? Love it. Oh, please. You can tell he's pretty strong under there, though. Three flights. Oh, for this guy, that's very little. Oh, it's not a deadlift. No, he did a clean, he clean and pressed it. Clean and pressed. <laughs> that's a good amount to me. I, to me, that's a lot. That's really one-handed, 135 over your head. Of course, yeah. young man, of course. What do you say we step it up a little? Right. <laughs> Are you ready? You picked the way. Oh, you're talking my language now. Getting a little Hispanic. Let's put those 45s on. <laughs> oh. okay. Those aren't 25s, are they? were like 45. Uh, I think you said 45. Oh, I misheard him there. My balls. <laughs> How many people still believe that he's 80? Really? Right? 
Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's not the one that I was. Th There's another one that's calisthenics, and you know those guys. They go to the like it's a park like that and out in the open, but there's bars yeah. like a jungle gym almost, mm -hmm. and they do like I don't know, flag poles and other weird like you know the, the suspension and yeah. stuff. Unbelievably and, difficult. Yeah, looking things. like muscle yeah. ups are a silly little warm up to these things. Yeah. And uh, he goes out there. He looks old. He can barely move. And progressively, he works his way into more and more advanced maneuvers until eventually the guy he's doing them with, they're kind of like one-upping each other. He's like, wait a minute. I know you. Because <laughs> 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 I think he did maybe like, a, my interpretation is it was a signature move for him. You know, something not many people are doing. And it's like, oh, you're the guy who does that. I know you. Uh, the yeah. Pummelcock master. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I had no idea. Pummelcock. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I've, I've never seen those videos. Before. Yeah, I like that shit. I like anything where you've got like an undercover pro who like uh, blows people's expectations. That one's definitely had the YouTube influencer edit job done to it. Like if you if you go back and look at um, like listen to the crowd and then realize like nobody's cheering. Yeah, that's <laughs> the worst. What's all this? It's it's just like the generic baseball game noise cheer <laughs> that so they just pipe, they're just piping. Like, like no one's out there like Woo! <laughs> like in such concentration <laughs> that it's just caused a new white noise that is cheer. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's okay. a few people. This is how we cheer in 2020. <laughs> this is 2020 cheering. Yeah. You go back and watch that. You're right. Nobody was yelling and screaming and clapping. And but as soon as it panned over to him, it was a fucking carnival. Kyle's you know, right. Happening right off screen. When you make content, you view content a little differently. Uh, one thing that gets me is reality show arguments. Right? Have you ever worn a lav? I know Kyle has, but when you have like a wireless lav mic on you. It's a very intentional thing. They tape it up. It's pulling your chest hair. There's special care taken to make sure that when your shirt rubs on it, it doesn't make noise. You've got the battery pack, usually in the small of your back, all day long. There's a crew asking for they didn't mic put checks. put it inside you? They said that was normal. <laughs> <laughs> they put it in your prison pocket, of course. So many angles on that box. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and they usually do like mic checks and ask you to say things like during breaks and stuff uh, throughout the day. And you're just very aware. Then I look at the camera angles. Now, if it's security footage, I might kind of possibly maybe believe that they just got comfortable wearing a lav mic. But mm -hmm. if there's a cameraman with a steady cam there switching from one guy to the other as you yell at each other, you're putting on a show. And it, yeah. I just, it makes me completely not believe most of reality TV anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most reality TV has always been fake, frankly. Um, yeah. like, like it's... it's I. I it's one of the reasons I, I just like it so much. It, at least scripted TV like doesn't pretend to be real. Yeah. Yeah. And then reality TV can have like an element of real. Like maybe they haven't predetermined which person wins the survivor challenge to get mm. the little pass. But a lot of the arguments and stuff are drummed up. You know, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like that old survivor where they got him up on the totem poles and, the, and they make him get naked for peanut butter and Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that one? I don't remember that yeah. one. They've got all these hot chicks who are even more hotter because they've been starved for a month. And, uh, and and they're all standing on these like phone poles that are stuck out in the water. Dudes, too. And uh, and Jeff, Pro what's his name? Jeff Probst or something like that. Sounds right. Uh, comes out with things to tempt them. See, last last person standing gets immunity, right? That's 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 always their mm -hmm. uh, their their deal. Who wants a plate of Oreos? And a, and a whole bowl of peanut butter. And if you can imagine, after like being essentially starved for a month, that sounds so good. It's yeah. so calorie dense. <laughs> yeah. It would, you know, you, you eat that, you're full a day. You, it, you need those fats. You need that sugar. Rice and water for weeks. And you're doing the math. You're like, I'm top four, but I think there's like a 3% chance I actually beat Kyle and get first. So yeah. maybe get the peanut butter, you know? Like, so mm -hmm. he has them get naked. For food, and <laughs> I think it, it's—I don't think they could do it today because these hot-ass chicks are like looking at each other and like just stripping down, either topless, but then, but then like it, it has to—the bottoms have to come off at one point if you if you want everything. So they're just getting naked up there, and the dudes are just like, 
I'm glad I stayed out here. Mark what, fucked up. What is it called when someone makes their own lines? Uh, ad lib. Yeah. I choose to believe that was all ad lib by Prost. Like, you know what? If you want a cookie, I want to see your pussy. Or improv. Yeah. <laughs> improv works. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like all the producers and cameramen are like, what? What? Naked? That wasn't part of the plan, but good plan. Roll with it. It's part of my plan. It's the only reason I'm here. <sighs> yeah, it that that was a great that was a great episode of Survivor. It's on YouTube somewhere without the nudity, or you can you could definitely find the uncensored version somewhere. The first There's winner lost all his money, I think. He went to prison. Yeah, for tax evasion. Taxes. Yeah, that guy was um, he was a little shady, but it was a so there. I don't know if you remember. You might have been youngish, but uh, uh, he won Survivor, and the first season of Survivor, everybody thought it was about how good you were at camping, right? Going into it, who can find water? Who can find clean water? Who's disciplined enough to only drink clean water? Um, who can catch protein sources, stuff like that. If I recall, they had unlimited rice, uh, but I, I might be off on that. Anyway, the guy that won Survivor, he was actually a rat. He was a guy who was good at manipulating other people. He was a he guy... He was an overweight gay man in his late 30s. Yeah, but he was... He made the right allies in the show, and he made the right enemies in the show, he convinced people that partnering with them was in their best interest and backstabbed them at the right time. And the, then the end was so good. You, you know, the last vote was going to be cast. And she goes, you're a snake and you're a rat. <laughs> and so I have to choose between a snake and a rat. And then she just had this whole speech about the snake and the rat and, and how at least with the snake, I know what I'm getting into. And she and yeah. I'm pretty sure she picked. Uh, I can't remember his name. Jet it might have been Jeff or, or some. I don't, I don't know. Remember I, I watched sure. it, but yeah, she felt. I like, was really into it. As she a kid. felt like the one liar was at least upfront about the fact that he was being a manipulative cunt, whereas the other guy was kind of yeah. acting like 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 I've got your best interests in mind. And she felt more deceived by that than the guy who, who, you know, was obviously playing for himself. Like, hey, this is a win-win. We're both going to advance. And anyway, uh, and then you could argue successfully, I might think, that the game of Survivor is about modern-day survival skills, right? To succeed in this world isn't really about finding clean water anymore. It, you know, to, to get ahead in today's world... The, the goal isn't to catch piglets as they scurry around. It's to work with people. It's to build the right alliances. Yeah. And maybe this guy is a survivor. We just thought he was going to... We thought primitive survival skills were the trick. It's actually modern-day survival skills. That yeah. Are the, I, mean, I had no problem with him winning. He was the best. I watched that first season from beginning to end because it was huge. You know, season one survivor was... Uh, oh, yeah. It, it was, uh, everyone was it's a cultural it. event. Yeah. <clears throat> cultural and event. A, a lot of people were choosing for their primitive survival skills. I think one might've been a Navy SEAL or something like that. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they were just really good at camping. That was the point. Turned out that wasn't the point. One of my I favorite contestants ever. One, and it was like 20 years ago. And so I was obviously 20 years younger, but I remember like it actually like so one. bothered me <laughs> and upset me where it was like, when like Kyle said, there was like a green beret or some kind of guy who like I thought was the coolest because everybody was just being a little bitch and he's just out there like day day one's second one of hour one. It's just in the woods looking for a pig. Like mm -hmm. we're not dipping into this. We're gonna get other food and make sure this is like a reserve amount. Like like taking charge and then like when he got voted off because like those conniving you know assholes behind him were like, <laughs> well with him around everyone knows who the alpha is, but we get rid of him. It's anyone's game here. Yes. Like uh, that, like 10 year old me was like, this fucking sucks, dude. That's like, why you got to win immunity. You've got to win every single challenge if you want to, or you have to manipulate. It's one or the other. That's right. Uh, there was my one favorite person. contestant ever was, um, <clears throat> I believe, I know, I'm pretty sure he had, he was ex military. I don't remember what season it was, <clears throat> maybe season three through five, somewhere in there in the golden years. And uh, this guy caught a pit and murdered it with a fucking bamboo spear he made and it was gory and bloody and the women are just like oh oh my god and they're interviewing them and the one woman is like 
I don't give a shit. We having bacon tonight. All right. <laughs> These bitches need to wake up. <laughs> need to wake up. And uh, and so he's like making a fire to cook the pig, or maybe it's like a, a, a fire that has nothing to do with the pig. I remember him eating the eyeballs. Anyway, he's making the fire and he's doing that maneuver where you bend down low and you blow on embers and yeah. really get the thing going. Ooh, well, he going. inhales when he, instead of exhales, takes a big lungful of smoke and it knocks him unconscious. He passes out head first into his fire. His hands go into the fire and get third degree burns all over them in the like 10, 15 seconds that he's unconscious. And more than when just he his gets palms, I think. Like it's pretty bad. Fingers, palms, the whole hand. Okay. They are it. degloved. Okay essentially oh. like the skin is slothing off and hanging like he's that guy from robocop who crashed into the big vat of acid hmm. like he's he runs and jumps into the the creek the water source and like because it's trying to get some relief from the pain in his hands and when he comes out the water's dripping and you think it's what you're like oh that water must be thick oh no that's his hand skin that's his hand skin just dripping off of him and they had they like bandaged his hands up in a way that was almost comical like he looked like something from a fucking movie, and uh, like when like when George burnt his hand on that iron in that episode when he was trying to be a hand model, they're like ridiculously <laughs> bandaged up, and he has to quit. He's he, he's he's off the island. It was it was wow. like well, this is my guy, and immediately just he's also in 2016 was uh, charged with child porn. Shit. Shit. A lot of interesting cast of characters here. Shit. He's Michael charged, Scoopkin? Though, right? uh, Michael Shoopkin, yeah. Uh, Scoopkin. I'm looking through his le legal troubles. Uh, improper license plate. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Ponzi scheme. All right, we're growing here. Uh, five counts of larceny by conversion and racketeering. All right, he's really stepping it up. <laughs> um, I don't see. Oh, here it is. He was found guilty of four out of six child pornography counts. Shit. You know, they see, it seems like they could get rid of the part about lacking proof of insurance in this character. <laughs> <laughs> really, the child porn is more than enough. Improper you know? license plate to me was the weakest one. That it's was right absurd. before proof of insurance. Who parlays that into... Child I'm pretty sure mine's been improper literally since it's been on the car because of the the, the decal I have around it. And mm. plenty of law enforcement has looked at my license plate. They never made a big deal about that. It's, it's ridiculous that this is on this child molester's rap sheet. <laughs> uh, so how bad are his burns? <laughs> uh, I, I, I could find the clip of it. It, it, it. I just saw it like immediately after it happened and it looked horrific. Yeah, I don't. Ugh. And I bet he, you know, he didn't even get to come back to the competition, right? No, oh. actually, um, he he was on um, the 2012 25th season of Survivor. Was that his only season? Because they they bring no. people back a lot. Uh, he was brought back for that one. Gotcha. He, his first season was in 2000. So 12 years later, they brought him back. Which implies okay. to me his hands recovered pretty well. Like, yeah, it, like the, to hear Kyle describe the skin dripping off, I thought maybe there were only bones left and they had to amputate. And nah, well, they just definitely the recovered well enough to masturbate to child pornography. I there had that go. same joke in my head. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, wow. He ended up being okay. Did you? And see? Now he's now he's on a KOS list in a federal prison, probably. Yeah. See all he's these in, new these new terms I know. He's PC <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But he's doing well in there, though. But he's making, crafting all sorts of ramen noodle blades and killing prison rats. I wonder. No, he's probably not doing well. No, right? not at all. <laughs> no, I can't maybe he's in that only use me blade prison with other child molesters, and he's just the most famous. Uh, as long as Jared Fogle isn't there, he's the most famous of all the child molesters. He's out of prison. Oh, yeah, December nineteenth, two thousand seventeen. He served one year. Let's get him as a guest. You know what? That's not a terrible idea. <laughs> you definitely get this guy. Like, 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 like pump him up about Survivor. Like, 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 we do our little, we do this little pre-show thing. Like when Woody's like, we need all four people in the in the call so Woody can get everybody like squared up and everything, make it look right, do check a little mics. audio check. Yeah. 
there's five to 10 minutes of that, uh, you know, minimum. Sometimes it's literally an hour of fixing people's microphones and the internet connection. Usually anyway. that's not my fault. They have, they, they arrive with no, no mic. It's, or it's not on Woody. It's, it, it's yeah. on the guest. Um, uh, but, but I can just imagine having him on there and the pre, we're pre-gaming. We're like, ah, oh, we all love Survivor. This is a Survivor podcast. It's all <laughs> we talk about. Remember Joanna? Oh, and the naked totem pole thing. Yeah, that was great. And we get him a, so you're a child molester. Yeah. <laughs> Just immediately Just throw Chris that him. Have a seat over here. <laughs> yeah. Surviving on an island. Any thoughts about the kids struggling to survive in your fun tapes? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so we, there was that scene where the women got naked for peanut butter and Oreos. Did that motivate you, inspire you perhaps to make this video. <laughs> and then we play a clip of the child pornography. Wait, wait, wait. We got into bad idea territory. What did roll the child porn? <laughs> and, then all of, and then all of us are getting let into prison one day and we're like, no, we we were exposing another guy. Your Honor, do you understand it. what a bit is? Everyone queue <laughs> up at two minutes and 30 seconds. That's when she starts to cry. <laughs> Mr. Myers, for the final time, we are not queuing up the bit. <laughs> Wait, that taxpayer money going to waste again. Look at that projector they got. I got all this child porn laid out on the table. Come on. I time stamped it in everything. Jesus Christ. You guys, yeah. I hate working with amateurs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Collecting those bait, those child tears like Hannibal, uh, that Hannibal uh, villain uh, Verger. That's the next show you should watch is Hannibal, the TV show. I haven't watched that. That's yeah, good. That's when he's it's, a kid, I know we passed an hour, no. but I'm caught up on Rick and Morty. Are you? Yes. Uh, last two episodes, in my opinion, like this is a thing that happens to YouTubers. If their videos stay the same, if they're not like improving in some way, they're kind of falling off. And that to me is what's happening to Rick and Morty. I think that the last two episodes would have been normal. Like not, not the good ones, but like a regular one in season one and two. But somehow they have to pass that and make it more monumental to still be on. And what they're uh, what they're where they're fucking up, in my opinion, is okay. they're still doing the South Park model where they sit around and think of a silly premise and then build a show around it. Mm -hmm. um, where even South Park at this point is still making like what fifteen or twenty episodes a season. They used to make over twenty, and now it might be like twelve to fifteen. But it's still not fucking ten. And South Park does one every fucking year. They they've got that ten on on point and then they make another one in seven fucking days every fucking seven days no matter what and they're always at least like a six and a half seven or better a lot of times they knock it out of the park they've already fallen to that model of like let hey wh what if rick fucks a planet yeah rick fucks a planet let's make a whole episode about that and it's like no you're still in your building phase you should be expanding on rick's backstory you should be like they made fun of it in that episode with the time train the timeline train mm -hmm. where like they showed you all the things that fans ask for and then they literally make fun of them like oh we're not gonna do an episode about evil morty even though we did like four episodes teasing it and it's what everyone wants to see and is very interested in it's like don't act like you're better than making that episode when the truth is you don't know how to make that episode perfect yeah i agree entirely i like Lots of tea. Like, take a MASH, right? I, I think I've gone way too old on the TV Watch waste. I watch so much MASH. You Clinger. Know, okay, then fucking. you know MASH. I don't know if our audience will, but they would have, uh, you know, conflict of the day, a little problem that they're going to work through. This guy's sick. We're all nervous about him. This guy's, you know, homesick or scared or what have you. But then there was an overarching storyline where, you know, like there was threads that went from show to show to show. And over the sure. years... You cared about how these guys developed, who got home, who didn't get home, how they're, they're away from home at war in Korea. Korea, right? And, Korea. Um, uh, you know, their relationship with their wives would sometimes be strained or what have you. And you cared about the overarching storyline. Rick and Morty had that too. Like, all right, this episode is about getting a seed home in Morty's butt. But overall, we're learning about rick's backstory and how his relationship is with the family and that these most recent ones i don't feel like i've really expanded on the the canon it's just not very much there's been uh, a good bit of expansion dad, on right? some of the family characters and their inter interrelation the relationships between them you know uh, how 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 they're all getting along 
mm-hmm. a little bit of expansion there, you know, but but really more of the same. Some of the know, drug that we've addict, seen in the past. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but she's been like that for years, you know, always she? wanting to get yeah, she's always wanting to get high. Yeah. But it, it used to be more subtle then, because I don't think I picked up on it like it like they really bang it over the head with it now. Yeah, five or only five or six references before she starts huffing the alien brake fluid. And her eyes are red and she's got fluorescent blue vomit on her and stuff. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, they really bang you over the head with it now. Uh, anyway. I, I, it's, it's, it's not very good this season. Um, you know, I, I mean, this is the second half of the season. I like the first half of the season better than what we're getting right now. To me, there were two it's bad fine. ones and it's been okay since. It, it used to be that like when it was available, I was pumped, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, yeah, let's watch this shit now. It's like, ah, I think I'll watch another episode of Wire. Maybe I'll come. Maybe I'll go to that later. You were Although I bet it would be better with weed. You were pumped for Rick and Morty <laughs> coming back. Like yeah, it definitely you, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was expecting more. Like, like, I was expecting more. Like, start heading into that evil Morty timeline stuff to start talk about do the intergalactic war shit. Do do Rick backstory. That's what I want. I don't, I don't want yeah. you to turn yourself into a wasp again. or Even if the episode was about <laughs> fucking a planet, progress that other storyline. Hint at it. That could know. be the C storyline. Yeah. It really should be. Like, he should be trying to get out of child support payments to a planet and then stumble into someone from his past. That should be the story. Like, mm-hmm. like don't... I don't I don't need you here. Like, like, like the Jerry storyline was way too fleshed out he, he could have been pathetic with much less screen time <laughs> <laughs> uh, well maybe i'll give that show a go after the wire get wire wire gets pressed. hannibal yeah so hannibal is um oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's played by that james bond villain guy um michael i think his, 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 his last name is madsen it's um something madsen mads mickelson mads mickelson that's what it is yeah i was wrong um he is an excellent Hannibal Lecter, and um, AI generated name. It doesn't sound real. It Man. it does not. And uh, and the guy from Morpheus who plays. Um, oh, I've watched just one season of this. I think. Yeah. Ah, there's only two or three. I think it's excellent, and it's so gory you can't believe that it was on broadcast television. Oof. I remember there being quite a bit of gore. Lots of throat slitting and torture and really horrific things being done to people. Is it done now? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's, um, it's it's finale is rated as one of the best finales in television history. Hannibal. Yeah. That's interesting. You guys want to call it a show? Yep, that's a wrap. PKN three oh one.